Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. What you're seeing isn't really happening. Richard Benjamin and James Brolin aren't cowboys. They're vacationers in a fantastic resort called Westworld. Mule Brenner isn't a gunslinger. He's a robot. Westworld, where you can act out your every fantasy. Hold it! And where nothing can possibly go wrong. Let me do it this time. Go wrong. Go wrong. I'm shot. Go wrong. Draw. Westworld. Rated PG. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Hi there. Ah, oh, thought you forgot about me for a minute. No, never. Oh. We, we, <laughs> we really need to redo our opening video. Yeah, yeah, I'm on it. it yeah. It's well, I think we 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 should both do one. Mm. Um, but holy dear, oh, that I video actually... was just ooh bad, very bad. Yeah, um, I I just upgraded or updated uh, my video editing capabilities on my computer along with some other stuff so I, sh I can now edit video without crashing everything five or six times That's uh, cool. so I'm, I'm working on that this weekend I was cool. going to do one for Westworld which is our movie review tonight but I lost track of time that's okay <sighs> I know what that's like <laughs> uh, so welcome everybody to the movie Sucktastic uh, episode number uh, what's Dude, this is number 300. Holy shit. Okay, I'm not prepared for that. <laughs> in the least. In the least. This um, is episode 300. It's a fucking huge milestone yeah, for us. It, it, 
and so far we're just batting it out of the park. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, I actually was 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 thinking about planning something for this 300th episode where we have clips and have people call in and things like that. And you know what? Uh, well, we decided to wait until our 10th anniversary, which would be this October, right? Well, our 10th anniversary is actually the very first episode we've ever done was in yeah. August. August. August of 2009. Okay. But right. we didn't actually... That was kind of like a test. It was like, can we do this? Because right. then from October 2009 okay, then, and, and of on... Course, and of course, if you listen to this episode, number one, we're still the testing. Is, no, we can't. <laughs> we're still testing. Yeah. <laughs> Ten years later. We're getting there. Now... The thing is, in ten years, we should real should be somewhere around five hundred episodes, not three hundred. But so, but, but fuck, fuck that. But seriously, we have lives. I got children. You know what? Just it, but you know what? If, if you go jobs, back through, I, I, sorry, I, I talked to you. Over here, I apologize. No, it's okay. Good. No, if if you go back through the episodes, which I've done recently, because I'm trying to I'm trying to get, make a list. I'm trying to catalog everything we've done because we're losing track. I'll be honest. After ten yeah, years, I, yeah. we're, we're forgetting I, what we've done. I challenged Scott to to a uh, <laughs> I challenged Scott to a movie that we did, right? That we did then, like 250 episodes ago. And and, and I, I I emailed Joey like twice this week. Are you, are we sure we didn't do Westworld? <laughs> and I had and I checked both times, and I'm like, it's not in the iTunes list, and it's not it's not on the website. So I'm gonna right. say no. <laughs> <laughs> and but um um. Uh, if you go through our earlier episodes, there was like a nice chunk of time where we were doing two films an episode. Oh, yeah. We did that so, for first 40 episodes, something like that. Something like that. Until until you had your first kid and we and we had to do solo stuff, and which didn't work. Uh, now, now yeah. if one of us isn't available, we just take a break. <laughs> which, is, which is fun. It's good. I like but, it. Which is just exactly what we've kind of been doing since the Oscars. Uh, we've only recorded one or two episodes since the Oscars, and this is going to be our official full stop. And I actually was going to do announcements on Facebook and on our other medias, right. social media, but I, I didn't. But I'm going to after this, and this is going to be the launch for our new right. Uh, our new return from a long hiatus, probably right. the longest one we've ever had. I think it is. Well, it, yeah, it's it's definitely up there with when I had my first kid. Well, but again, we still recorded stuff. We did solo stuff, which wasn't as good. That is true. But that I mean, is as true. As, like, as far as like a lengthy silence, I've had I've had people that listen to the show like in the past month, like just say, "Hey, uh, so you guys doing the show anymore?" <laughs> and I was like, like, "No, Joe, Joe, Joey, 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 uh, kicked me to the curb. He found something better." <laughs> yeah, right. I haven't even played video games in the last two months. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but, well, that I'm not gonna say. That I I have made time for that. Oh, dude, I'm in like so hardcore in upgrades right now. I come home and then I plop on the couch and I end up falling asleep on I, said I, couch. I, 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 I feel your pain, sir. Yeah. And it's, uh, um, it's my father, it's my birthday and father's day next weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, and Mary, she asked me, well, what do you want for birthday father's day? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have a hundred dollar gift card that somebody gave me for fixing a computer for them that it, I didn't want money, mm. so they gave me a hundred dollar gift card to Amazon. I don't know what to do with it. 
I, I really don't. I mean, I could go I, blow it on something it, I, just to blow it, but I would rather do something better. True. Now, I don't want to be a jerk here, yeah. but we sh we really need to get on the movie stuff. <laughs> Got to be film related. I'm sorry. We've been gone too long to start in with our, because this we'll spend 20 minutes talking about home life. Yeah, yeah Unacceptable. True. We've been gone too long. We've got to stick to movies. Okay. Okay. That's well, I, I got the slideshow going on in the background. All right. It's a fun um, slideshow to put together this week. I got the, the, the Yule Brenner uh, action figure that apparently they were selling at some point, which looks kind of like him, but it's actually creepier than him in the film. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this week, we're, we also, because it's episode 300, oh, by, no, hold on. by coincidence... Hold on, I'm going to cut you off. Okay. What I was going to say is, there's a new format change. That's what I was going to talk That's what I was going to say. About it. Right, yeah. but, but what I was going to say was, but we're going to talk about it after we talk about the movie. Okay, that's fine. Let's get people right into the film now. Let's let's stop with this stuff where people get pissed after 20 minutes because we're still babbling about shit that doesn't matter about the film. And let's just launch right into Westworld. Why is there a s picture of Star Trek? Did you send me a picture <laughs> of Star Trek? Yeah, but yeah, but he's, he's, but he's in Westworld. See, he's in the <laughs> sheriff's town. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. I didn't look through the pictures you sent me. I just threw them in with the ones I already downloaded. Well, I, I want to get back to. I, I, I meant to do it with Westworld. I want to get back to making my own screenshots uh, with subtitles or captions on them. Right. Okay. But I just didn't have time this weekend. But like starting with your challenge, I'm going to be doing that again. So we'll have more pictures. But there weren't that many pictures to grab quickly for the slideshow, and I didn't make my own. So that's why I, I have to be short. honest. I thought I would find more snapshots of westworld and there there were plenty but a lot of them were the kind of the same picture well you know why and i just well i know why because it's a bad movie it's a terrible movie yeah and it's just and this is gonna go this book this movie this this is going to the movie sarcastic book which we'll talk about after this as well yeah but I, i'm i'm i dead set this is one of those films that everybody praises it if you go back not a good film oh yeah when we get to the to rate this film we'll talk about the imdb score uh oh, yeah, I'm ready for that. So, uh, but and also a quick pledge: at no point during this review of the movie will we t mention, talk about, compare, or contrast it to the TV show. Okay. Not doing it. Don't give a shit. Well, I, I as a fan of the TV show, um, I'm fine with that. The, even though it's based off of this film and the book, it, it, they're they're different. They're the same. But very it's different. Vast, it's, but it's a vast improvement, and that's why. Well, that is correct. So and, and, I, I'm oh, not going to spend time comparing the two because it's it's it would be silly. And I was going to get the book, which is a novelization of the film. It was the film is not an adaptation of a book. Crichton could not write this as a book, uh, so he sold it as a film, and then a novelization was written of the film. So that doesn't make any sense. Did he direct this film as well? Wrote, wrote, and directed. Oh, yes, this God. is his office. What's this is off as what? It's crazy that they they allowed him to write and direct. <laughs> well, here, well, here's the deal. I mean, uh, this was off the success of the Andromeda Strain, which was based on his novel. Right. So he's he immediately, immediately he's like, all right, I want to direct. I want I want to be a filmmaker. So he started he he started he reads up this and he did, directed a couple of things. I think one was a made for TV. Might have been Andromeda Strain. I forget if he directed that. Uh, but he he did a couple of things. And then he's like, "Yeah, I want to write and I want to write and direct this film called Westworld." And he shopped it around, and nobody wanted it. <laughs> now, the only people that showed any kind of interest was MGM, 
Uh, but you, they were. You know how you know how I know nobody wanted it, and it was hard to shop around because it came oh. out in January. Well, that too, sure. <laughs> that is a when I saw that because I was looking for my challenge, you know, uh, uh, based on the new format, which we'll talk about later, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is released in January. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> not one bit. Ooh. For any new listeners, January is where films go to die. Yes. Although lately, although lately there have been at least a, a one or two hits every January now because studios they might not know where to put it during the year and they throw it in January and like hope for the best and every once in a while a movie yeah. makes money, a lot of money. Yeah. There's at a certain after a certain point they started putting at least one good film in January, but it's a good film that they don't have any faith in. Exactly. Like, like Taken. Taken was a huge January success. That's right. It, it was um, huge. And every Taken sequel after that was purposely released in January. And they tend to do that with Liam Neeson films, like that film The Grey. Um, well, let's be fair. The Commuter. I think all of those were January. Let's be fair. They put The Grey there because they, they didn't understand it. Like most audiences who thought it was just going to be another Taken didn't understand it. Well, so, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he went to MGM, and MGM was notorious for uh, not giving, like, like micromanaging productions and pulling stupid shit on creators. Right. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't a desirable position, but he went there anyway. And they said, listen, we're only going to give you, like, a million change for this. So, is, all that, right. is that what the budget was? Yeah, it was like a million dollars in change. Man. I forget, it's like 1.2, 1.3. Even in 1973, that's not a lot of money. <laughs> no, especially when you're doing a science fiction yeah. film. Yeah. So, right from the start, he's fucked. Yeah, oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Now, um, he's also fucked because he's not a good filmmaker. Uh, I still stand by that. Oh yeah, according according to Wiki, uh, the Wiki page, 1.2 million. It's actually a little less. That was my first guess, but I I didn't want to say it without knowing for sure. Made 10 million bucks, though. Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, Honestly... 70s audiences weren't that discerning. <laughs> um, I am not a Michael Crichton fan. I've, I've stressed that in the past. Uh, me neither. I mean, I I do still enjoy the first Jurassic Park, but not. It's it's not for any not for Michael you, Crichton. You you can like it, but it's not a good film. Um, it's not. I don't know about that. Oh, the dinosaurs are pretty. Don't get me wrong, but <laughs> even from, for from even a, for 1993, and, and, and by that point he learned how to actually direct properly. He stopped using slow motion sequences. But don't get me started on that for this one. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's... Um, but uh, as far as screenplays go, Jurassic Park is a piece of shit. <laughs> Seriously. Well, it's summer popcorn film. I mean, exactly. So don't call it a good film. I didn't call say it, it was a good film. I just well, I'm, I'm not agreeing it. that it's a bad film. I I, I say it is. Okay. I like it too. I, hey, I enjoy it too. I'll watch it again. I like certain aspects of it. Who doesn't like like uh, sexy uh, Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> Everyone likes sexy <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. I hear that uh, the next Jurassic Park film is going to bring back Jeff Goldblum, Sam. Um, oh shit. Uh, what the hell is his name? Sam, 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 Sam. Elliot. Not Sam Elliot. <laughs> Sam Elliot. Neil. Sam, Sam Neil and uh, Laura Dern. 
I, I re- honestly couldn't give a shit. Honestly. Well, I mean, from a production I, standpoint, from people throwing money at it, that's a that's a big deal. I think it'll make money just based yeah. on that alone. You know what other franchise brought back people from the original? What's that? Indiana, Indiana Jones. How was the Crystal Skull? Well, it was awful, but it made it a shit deal. ton of money. It will. Yeah, of course it's going to make money. That's not. We're not talking about money here. This isn't. The, I hear the, they're filming this, the fifth one soon. Like in the next couple of weeks, they're going to start. I'm sure of of what Indiana Jones Five. Oh yeah, I heard about that too. I heard. I heard he's getting all pissy about it. Oh really? You hear about Why? that? No. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Harrison Ford's got all pissy where he's saying like, "Oh, I, I wish they let it die." Uh, I, I wish instead of having somebody uh, bring back, you know, Indiana Jones, I wish just let it, let it die and like do something else. Say, really? I don't hear you pitching about it's like the new Han Solo, you fucking whore. <laughs> yeah, he's only pissed because he's not like he's not knee deep in the Disney money on on, on an Indiana Jones franchise. That's all. Oh. Fuck him. Ser- seriously, seriously. <laughs> he's out there hawking the Disney spaceship while they got like the young Han Solo sequel, and he's like, oh, I w- I really don't think they should do anything else with that character because that was me. Fuck you. Well, never liked, never liked him. Oh, I, I, I got no, I have no problem with Harrison Ford. I've, always, I've always liked Harrison Ford. I like crank, I like cranky Harrison Ford. <laughs> maybe, I, maybe like he and uh, Clint Eastwood should get together and do something. I think Clint Eastwood's less cranky. <laughs> really? I, yeah, I, I honestly do. I, I mean, if he's at that chair. Yeah, well, I was gonna say, if he's not staring at a chair, he seems yeah, to be less know, cranky. Um. Anyway, we sidetracked, but uh, oh yeah. So Westworld, million dollar budget, million one point two. Yep. They got no budget, and they're doing the science fiction thing with robot a robot vacation getaway. Uh yeah, a thousand dollars a day. All right. Can we start with the beginning scene? Sure. All right, a lot of these '70s films. And actually, this is Creighton. This isn't the first time Creighton's done this tour. It's not the only time he's done it. He did the same thing with Looker. It starts with a commercial. Looker. It's a lot of commercials. Yeah, Looker. right. So yeah, the right. opening of the film it opens with them interviewing people that have just exited their vacation or uh, you know tour of the park or being on vacation at the park, um, and they 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 get interviewed it's like how was your stay at the park i killed six people <laughs> right, right here, here's what i love about that the first guy's like i killed six people all excited and then they have like a whole like uh this is where this is where Crichton gets deep with the philosophical aspect right well i think they were people I, they weren't people i don't think so no they weren't people no i'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure they weren't real people <laughs> all right Crichton, don't get too deep here oh you <laughs> fucking shallow fuck uh so he does um, that, and then the woman comes up, says, "How did you like Roman World?" He's like, "Oh, what was the best part of that? The, the men. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was warm and satisfied. All the so uh, really, she, she's getting just, slammed every night. They, they should have condensed <laughs> it. It's like, how do you, how do the men like it? I killed six men. How do the women like it? I fucked six men. <laughs> win win. It's a total win win. Yeah, I mean, so, but I mean, what I found interesting was that. I don't know how far back sci-fi films go with advertising, like like futuristic advertising opening them, and I'm wondering if Crichton was actually like one of the, like one of the first people to really get it going. Oh, to do that. And I'm wondering how much of an influence that was on RoboCop. Oh yeah, yeah. That I mean, movie I, only came out 14 years later. Yeah, and again, Crichton's not the only person in the 70s to like mock advertising. 
really. Right. But, uh, but um, just curious. I didn't get a chance to research that, but that's the thing I'm really interested in. Is you know where does Crichton lay in that whole foundation of science fiction films, um, uh, mocking the future or satirizing the future through future commercials? I, you, I, I just think about if Michael Crichton was a good director and writer, <laughs> how he could have pioneered so many films. That's too fantastical for me. Too fantastical. I, I, I don't I don't buy it. It's un, it, not impossible. Now another problem I have with Crichton. Yeah. Is is um, if you read interviews about this film. Uh, one of the interviews, he says, and I quote, I hate science fiction. <laughs> Was that just something pretentious he wanted to say? Everything he says is pretentious, so I'm not worried about it. But when you think about it, I mean, he, he's not a scientist. He, like, he went to med school. Well, it shows with, with literally every everything he does that he's written and directed about how uninformed of computers and technology he is on like yeah. take take this film for instance, you know when the Yule Brenner character is running around, he sees everything so pixelated. I don't understand oh. how he could see anything at all if oh. that's his actual view of everything. That's a whole different story. You don't know that story? No. Oh, all right, I got to bring up my. Uh, I, I I took exclusive notes on this because I'm, I'm writing the article for the book. And one thing is about that I think we'll touch on that a little bit later in the show because okay. I'll bring that up and because I, I want to have specific facts when I talk about it. Um, but uh, yeah, the problem is like like I've known in the past that he's not a good sci-fi, but but he's famous for being a sci-fi author, and he's done all these sci-fi films. And then you read these interviews for for Westworld. It's like oh, I hate sci-fi. This is supposed to be a fantasy, and then uh, and, and like there's another part where he's. He, they're talking about the low budget, and he's giving instructions to the people that are doing set designs for the uh, for the robot triage section. Oh, right. And and he actually tells them in the notes, says, listen, uh, just make it look like there's a lot of stuff there. It doesn't matter if it's practical. Okay. It, it, you know, it, it doesn't matter if it's, if, if it's usable or not. Just make it look like there's stuff there to be used. So he doesn't give a shit about like any. He has no pretense when it comes to making a realistic science. It's really science fantasy. That's where he's going for on it. Yeah. Well, and it uh, shows. It, it shows in literally everything he's done. Well, it, 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 I, I think the 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 um, the the, uh, the linchpin moment in the film that really tr- drives home his attitude to the whole thing is where they have the uh, they have the first. Uh, boardroom scene with the scientists because there's nothing more riveting in a science fiction film than a boardroom sequence. And uh, they're talking about this sudden uh, trend of, of problems. And again, it, 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 again, it, it sucks because like like Michael Crichton, a shit filmmaker, but he's got all these firsts. Apparently, this is like the first film to ever, or one of the one of the first set times that the idea of a computer virus has been talked about. Oh yeah, they talked about it in the, the about a, a third of the way through the film. Right now, he again he didn't um, he, they didn't use the word virus, but they're talking about they're saying how, how it seems like the uh, this glitch is like carrying over from location to location. So like, yeah. I find it hard to believe that computers would have a have a disease. <laughs> they, they did refer to it as a disease. Yeah. Um, yeah, when they were doing that, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I, I didn't realize about the the virus thing, but. Uh, I did think it was an interesting uh, statement, um, and then they go on to talk, and, and and at that point, I was just like, I should be out, 
but I'm reviewing this, so I'm still obviously in. But when uh-huh. they start talking about, you know, we don't even know how these things work. Machines that's are what, making these machines. That's what I was. That's what I was going to bring up. Yeah, it's like we. They, they're almost as complex as the the real human yeah. body. It's like yeah. machines so, are making these. You don't know how this shit works. Come yeah. on. The, the scientists are running it. They say we don't even know how these things work. I say, all right, no. Michael Crichton doesn't know how these things work, and he doesn't care. <laughs> so he's putting that in there to explain that he doesn't give a shit how these things work. Just they just have to work. Uh, right. I was just confirming my my suspicions about him uh, about his background, um, but he went he he was uh, in med school for a while, but he realized he hated it. Uh, he's he went for English and he uh, he went for anthropology as well. His bachelor's degree is in biological anthropology. Wow. Uh, so I mean he he's got a degree in a science, but he's not a scientist. I, I would hazard to say. New. Uh, and he really geared towards writing after that so this isn't like carl sagan or isaac asimov or you know a real science fiction writer that actually concerned with science fiction this guy doesn't know anything about science he just writes about it and makes shit up yeah and that's that's why it pisses me off like jurassic park and all this shit and like and, and like like looker uh runaway uh uh they, they made a film version of the other film he did with the guy with the wires in his heads i forget the name of it but like all the science fiction shit oh like, yeah um, and he's like i'll look at it real like, quick and he's like i i i don't like i hate science fiction i, I just you know i just want to tell a story i just yeah, want, fuck. i don't care how crazy it is yeah so that shows um what year i didn't write it down westworld was released in 1973 and Correct. the film takes the film takes place in the eighties. Are you thinking of the Terminal Man? Terminal Man, yes. Yeah. Which I actually read the book. Okay. Garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Only great book I've ever read. Garbage. Garbage. <laughs> that's my that's my review. One word. He's had a ton of his books made in the films. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'll, uh, I, I I can't even. We're we're not doing a retrospective on Crichton. New. No. Um. When did but, he die? Uh, what, he what died. Year did, what year? 2008. Please, please help me out here because I've, I've lost the actual year that Westworld takes place in. Oh. Um, shit, did they mention it in the movie? I, I don't recall, but I know I read it somewhere. I can tell you that the TV show takes place in 2052. Well, yeah. Of course. Oh, 1983. Oh. 1983, yeah. So, so Creighton rockets us ten years into the future. Yeah. Okay. Where, where the only thing that's changed is that now when they 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 ride hover cars, uh, hover buses with cathedral ceilings, <laughs> and and oh yeah, they perfected uh, uh, human uh, like robots. Yeah. Except uh, for the hands. Except for the hands, you could tell if oh. by from the hands. Oh. Just a ha- ham-fisted fucking, just like that bullshit there. Just like, oh, we need a way to be able to tell them apart. So, well, okay, yeah, great. They couldn't f- perfect the hands. Oh, really? So the human eye, they got down pat. Yeah. Yeah. Hu- facial expressions, uh, you know, uh, the cadence and tone of dialogue, naturally talking, you know, that kind of stuff. But they couldn't figure out how to do creases in a palm. All right, fuck you, Michael. Seriously, that's the best you can do. That's your big thing. 
Now, another another thing MGM did to him is like he didn't have any choice in actors, so they threw uh, James uh, James Baldwin, Brolin, Brolin. James, James Brolin, sorry, James Brolin, and Richard Benjamin at him like two weeks before the film started. Oh, but I thought, I mean, they were. I, I thought they were a perfect match for what they were trying to do in the film. Now, if the screenplay and dialogue had been better, it would have been more effective. True. But True. I, I mean, I I grew up with Richard Benjamin from uh, um, Love at First Bite. Love and, at First Bite and Saturday the Fourteenth. <laughs> oh God, Saturday the Fourteenth. That's where I knew him from growing up. Those are the two films that I recognized him from. Yeah. Uh, and so him in this, I mean, he 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 plays the character he's supposed to play, and he plays it well. But there's still shit fucking dialogue. Uh, where like the only way he can convey that Richard Benjamin's character, uh, what was his dumbass name? John. No, John was uh, Brolin's character. Oh, that's his, right. His, his dumbass name was Peter. His, yeah. Oh, so we're running the gamut of great names here, aren't we? Yeah. John and Peter. So yeah. So Peter, the the way he he gets across that Peter's enjoying the park is that he tells John, "I'm really enjoying this park. <laughs> this park's so much fun. Fun." Yeah, because he just got he just had got laid. Yeah. Is, is that a machine? Shut up! Shut up! Just uh, now, a pop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now, uh, um, the the basic concept is okay, obviously, because they ran with it with a TV show now, which we're not going to mention. No. Um, now, what I one thing that I, I I don't get is that they have these three distinct, um realities they have roman world they have medieval world and they have west world right and they're all within a like a one hour horse ride from each other yeah they're all in the so, the same uh, grounds west world being in the middle of the desert i get why roman world and medieval world are there i don't understand especially since You'd think in Roman world, every now and then, someone complain. You know, I keep hearing gunshots. What the fuck's going on here? <laughs> that shit carries. It carries. Yeah. It carries. And then they got a, like a huge castle for medieval world. No, no one's seeing that on the horizon from West World or Roman world. No, no, of course not. It, it, it's it's uh, I, that I don't get. And beginning of the film, the fact that the name of the company was Delos. Delos. Right. I'm like, all right. I don't know what that means. But I'm pretty sure it's fucking stupid. Because they could have called it something that made sense. Now, do you know what Delos is? No. No, I had to look it up. I'm not pretending to be smart. Uh, it's it's a it's a um, Greek. Is it Greek? Yeah, it's a Greek island that's uh, steeped in mythology. And at one point, it was uh, it was considered by uh, the Greeks as in Greek mythology, to be the birthplace of Apollo and Artemis. So it's basically a, a, an island of the gods. Okay, and right. they're mimicking uh, that to Westworld and all these other worlds. Well, th there's that's that's what we're going to get into with that, is that, like, that's something where, okay, if you look into that title, it makes sense. If you don't bother to look into that, there's nothing in the film about gods. True. It, There's it would... nothing in there about oh god, you know oh, these people are god. You know, nothing of that. Nothing. There's nothing about anything in this film, except like a subtle play about sex and violence. And when I say subtle, I mean just straight out. 
<laughs> you know, like, like no, there's no, there's nothing nuanced. It's like, oh yeah, uh, Roman world, indulge yourself. And yeah, ha- fuck people, fuck things, yeah. <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> yeah, fuck everything. And and then in Westworld is like, oh yeah, kill everything. That's be- or and, and fuck some of the things, but kill all of the things. You don't fuck all the things. You fuck all the things in Roman world. You kill some of the things in medieval world, and fuck more of the things in medieval world. You know what I found to be interesting. Um, what? Well, I found it interesting that. Wait, wait! You found something interesting in this film? Uh, I only found it interesting because where are all the guests? Did you notice that there were hardly any, if not any, guests in any of these worlds? Like in medieval world, it was like one guy. Well, that's the thing. I feel like there's only like a handful of guests in each world because how many robots do they have in each world? Like what, two dozen? If there's that not many. a lot, it's not a huge organization. Right. Uh, if, if 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 they're like micromanaging all the robots doing stuff, and they've only got a crew of twelve people in an airtight room, uh, more on that later. <laughs> well, wow. Yeah. You know, then that they, you know, they're not they're not shipping in thousands of people. So I really feel like that that bus of people that was there, if if that audience that was returning that they interviewed at the end, is any indication of the uh, how many guests are at the at the facility? I'd say thirty six tops, twelve. Per, 12 at each location. Well, well, here's the thing. I, I think the reason why there weren't any people is because they didn't have the budget for it. Mm. So it just, that's no. really what it comes down to. No, no, no. What it comes down to is that Michael Creighton didn't have the screenwriting skill to handle multiple characters. Well, yeah. Case in point. Well, he probably was like, well, I can't handle, handle multiple characters. They only gave me this much money. That works great for me because I'm only going to write for like four characters tops. Well, case in point, during the hovercraft ride, while, uh, Michael Benjamin keeps asking. Michael Benjamin. Uh, what, what fucking Peter? Well, <laughs> Richard. Peter Richard yeah. Benjamin. Peter keeps asking John questions about his rod. Um, oh right, yeah. Focus on two other uh, flight people. The one guy from Medieval World. Uh, the older guy from Medieval World, and then the uh, the pudgy, like eight is enough looking guy, uh, from that's also going the West World. Right. With the glasses. Yep. Now, they follow these two characters' storylines. The medieval guy ends up getting fucking rammed through with a sword. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the what We know what happens to the Westworld people. Once they make the pudgy guy sheriff, he's gone. Yeah, he doesn't come back. We don't even bother with that storyline. There's not even like a quick two-second, hey, what's going on here? Bam, 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 bam. No, we don't give a fuck at this point. Nope. Because, because once Crichton pulls the trigger, hit. <laughs> On, <laughs> on the man in black, uh, or uh, the, the gunslinger. Man, no, man in black. Yeah, gunslinger. Man in black's character from the TV show. Yes. Fuck. Gunslinger. Uh, the gunslinger uh, kills James Bra- Brawlin. Yes. Thank you. You you're good. You got it. Do, 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 this is some good shit. What you drinking? Um, once he pulls on that. Once he pulls the trigger on that scene. He can't be bothered to follow up any more side stories. He's dedicated himself to, for to a twenty fucking minute long chase sequence. Yeah, and if you yeah. noticed, uh, Peter uh, Richard Benjamin's character, at least three times, he's like, "Yeah, we're done here." It's like, "No, you're not." <laughs> yeah, we're done here. No, you're not. Yeah, we're totally done right now. No, you're not. What okay, now know? now we are. It's like, what? I mean, it, 
going for the jump scare horror style without any kind of horror or actually being scary at all but there's at least three times where the gunslinger is coming after him where he thinks yeah we're done i'm done with this character i've taken care of it and i'm moving on uh-huh. and and each time the gunslinger keeps coming back his expression doesn't change he just kind of staringly looks uh you know at the gunslinger he's like fuck doing this again uh-huh. like he well, didn't say again. it but you could tell in his face he's like this is still happening well, because Michael Crichton's poor screenwriting skills led him to believe that tension would be held held uh, uh, more tightly. They don't even use uh, music to move along those scenes. Well, no, because he's thinking the tension is built from this long, drawn-out scenes. Now, I was reading a couple of reviews of people's takes on Wasteworld before I rewatched it, and one person had kind of, on a side note, had said, well, you know... They mentioned the TV show, said, which abandons the giallo style of the original film. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. The, the one word I would not giallo, for those who don't know, is a term used for Italian horror films. Uh, uh, that comes from the Italian word for yellow, which was the color of the pulp novels that like a lot of the horror films that came out at the time were based on it. And giallo signifies a very bloody, violent gory uh slasher horror film right or at least at least and and the specific style they shot them in so when i read that i'm like where the fuck did you get that from <laughs> seriously then i got into the last 15 minutes of westworld I was like oh oh there you go because it's it because his his like parts of that whole chase sequence at the end is very typical of like an argento or bava or you know that giallo time period of the 70s where the sequences is there's no music there's like running down the hallways and long shots, and then the, the footsteps going, and then that that jump scare at the end after he burns the gunslinger, right? And he turns around and he's like walking backwards. And you're like, oh yeah, our Benjamin, turn around, Benjamin, you want to turn around at this point, Benjamin, you know you got to turn around. And he turns around, that quick jump cut thing that happens, that's yeah. kind of just kind of like awkward and doesn't work well. That's straight out of like like your typical Giallo film. Yeah, right, and you're right when you're like, yeah, it's like, turn around, it's coming, I know it's coming, it's coming. Maybe in 1973, people didn't see it coming, but movies, and we've been watching so many for so long, it's just, you just know it's coming. Yeah, we're a bit more educated than, like, screen angles and things like that, true. But, I mean, but but again, in the 70s is when the Giallo stuff was really big. Right. And so I could see Creighton trying to teach himself how to be a director, and and when you're talking to other director types, oh yeah, you got to catch these Italian horror films, ah, and him just like copying it without really knowing how to fucking do it right. Yeah, I wonder um, if my uh, I wonder if my kids would like this movie. I mean, it's only rated <laughs> it's, it's only rated no. PG. Joey, no. no, no, Joey, no, 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 no. There's sex and boobies. No, it's only rated PG. Sex and boobies. Yeah, I mean, just just like how bad the writing is. Like Richard Benjamin's character, Peter. uh, It's like they it's like handed out. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, it's great here. All this antique stuff. Oh, my ex wife would sure love this. It's like ah ah. The manly guy says ah, your ex wife. Yeah, (laughs) not butch enough. It's like oh, you know, yeah. Like it's like James James. Uh, Brawlins only function as a character in the film 
is to point out through contrast what a th- effeminate wussy Peter is. Right, like when when Peter when he goes to the bar, he orders a, a martini with a twist of lemon, dry please. <laughs> yeah. And Brolin, he's just Come like, on, really? and he's like, get him whiskey. He's new here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goads him into fighting. Uh... Pussy. <laughs> Yul Brenner, the gunslinger. Honestly, every time they show that shot of Yul Brenner at one of the bar looking over, I always wanted to cut back to, to Superman at the bar from Superman Three. <laughs> what are you looking at? What are you looking at? <laughs> and he's the f- flicking peanuts at the mirror or at the bottles on the bar, just making them explode. And when he's on the <laughs> Statue of Liberty, he's like, I hope you don't expect me to save you. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> While her head is like crotch level with him. Oh, yeah. Oh, we reviewed that. Superman 3. Yeah, go back and watch that episode. We want to talk about that. Yeah, that's, um, that's, a, that's a fun one. And, of course, that first gun sequence is the first of uh, Michael Crichton saying, hey, I can do slow motion. Please don't. Please you don't know what, do you, it. You know, what, you know what makes action more action-y? If, if we slow it down really slow. <laughs> no, Mike. No, Michael, not. Especially when there's only four gunshots, Michael. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. I, I mean, it's been so long since I watched it, going back, and it's like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. And the blood is, and I know it's the time period, but the blood is, it's like red paint. It's so fake. Well, I could, if you want to, if you want to make excuses, you could say, hey, you know, they're robots. It's fake blood. Of course it's going to look different. But yeah, I guess. All right. And also, I've read some critiques on the film where they, they, they explain away the bad screenwriting. Oh, really? By, well, they try to get in this, like, this is, where, this is where it gets, like, into, like, uh, oh, the film's so much deeper when it really isn't. But you just if you read enough into it, you can make anything deep. Where they say, oh, what's really going on here, it's, it's a play on, on tropes. Because what happens is... Uh, the, the, the Westworld is designed for people based on these cliches they know. And so when they come, the people acting these cliches and the people that are used to these cliches repeat the cliches. And that's so that's why everything's cliche. So, no, just Michael Crichton, Crichton's not a good writer. No, he's terrible. No, it's, it's not. It's not a good. It's, it doesn't work that way. Um, and I even read where he was like, oh, hey, uh, this wasn't about uh how machines are evil. This is just about how people, you know, uh, are, you know, extend themselves too far. It's like, no, it's about evil machines. Evil. Yeah, it's, it's evil machines. The, the machines kill everybody? Yeah. No, it's it's, it's the machines. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, it, was, it, it was interesting. When the machines started to go crazy, they they cut to the, um, the control room where <laughs> they have the power grid. And, and, and again, it, it's just another example of Crichton not knowing how shit works. <laughs> they're like cut the power it's like cut the power uh it's like yeah cut the power and it's like they're gonna go on battery and it's like okay and it's like well how long can they last uh some an hour some 12 hours it's like well do you how do you not know which ones last sir sir if we if we cut if we don't cut the power are they still running on batteries <laughs> well yeah there's no wire sticking out of them then let's not cut the fucking power sir how about that yeah we're trapped in here now what the fuck I mean, it's like let oh, let let's get these doors open before we suffocate. So you're telling me, that, by the way, this this entire Westworld experience or all of them definitely not OSHA approved. No, no, they're not even wearing seatbelts on on the fucking hovercraft. 
Nope. No. And the smoking. Smoking. Lots of smoking. But yeah, yeah. But um uh they have they have these worlds where robots are running around with guns and swords. Right. And they don't have a foul safe or a kill switch that'll just turn off the robots. Yeah. No they, one thought of this? Yeah. Well, no. no, no there wasn't did. like maybe well, they need I, Well, to I like when they're having their little group meeting. And they, they're noticing that the uh, these robots are starting to malfunction in multiple uh, parks. And the one scientist is like, we should shut down for a month. And everyone's like, oh, well, let's not get rash. Uh, let's, not go ahead, let's not go ahead and do a, that. It's just a boating accident. Relax there, guys. <laughs> and then the other scientist is, uh, well, you know, we, we should do some testing, blah, 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 this and that. And the other one's like... We'll be able to protect the guests if something goes wrong. It'll be fine. And then they cut away to the next scene. It's right. like, shit. So how are they planning to protect them if they don't have this in place? Right. I, I, like, as soon as not, the guy from Medieval Times over there gets stabbed, <laughs> right in the gut, they're like, cut the power, cut the power. And it's like, it's not working, sir. Shit. <laughs> We've cut the oh. power. We can't get out now. Oh, that's right. They're on batteries. Ah. Like, even their guns are on batteries. (laughs) What the fuck was that? I don't know, man. Then how is it shooting? I don't know. It's... What what is it? All right. Let's let's boil down to one of the big, big logic problems with this fucking film. uh, Is that... And they try to explain... Michael Crichton tries to take time out to explain it, so it makes sense. Which he doesn't do well. No. Because because you're like, oh... Because Benjamin's like, oh, what if I... Can I shoot a human with this? Right, and Josh Brolin's character, uh, John, James, is like... James John, Brolin. John James Brolin. Brolin. James Brolin. You said Josh. Oh, I said his son's name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I've been... Infinitely I, a better actor. The, the reason I, kept, I keep messing up his last name is that I keep trying to not fuck up his first name because I know because I want to say Josh. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, he's like, shoot me. He's like, come on, shoot me. And then uh, Peter, Richard, uh, Richard Benjamin's character, does. And he says, the guns aren't allowed to shoot at anything that uh, that has a, a body temperature. Hey, yeah, warm, warm heat signature. So the, the thing of it is, so all these robots must be cold to the touch. So when you have sex with one, it must feel like you're fucking a robot. Right, so which make, they've got to be warm. Makes no so sense. They should be throwing off the same body heat. The TV show explains it better. Uh, well, uh, we're, we're not talking about it, but I'm just saying that that's right. what they do. Now, what that also means, though, is that there's nothing preventing someone from shooting the gun, as they show with the with the eight is enough guy. <laughs> yeah. When he shoots through the mirror, so that means they're protecting uh, the other guests from being shot point blank with a gun, but they're not protecting them from oh ricochets or flying debris that crash in. They're they're in the bar one time, and James, James Brolin says uh says uh hey. You can't get hurt here, and they, like, it's like, yes, you can. What do you mean you can't get you can't get shot here? That's not, what do you mean you can't get hurt here? Yeah, you really? could. You could. You could go over to the mountains and fall and die. You could slice your neck out of fucking pane of glass during a barroom brawl. What are you fucking talking about? I know. Like when they're really? when they're going outside and they're walking, and there's a big piece of plywood with a huge hole in the ground. I don't know if you noticed that. Uh-huh. They're walking through the town, and it's just like obviously it's just leftover construction from when they built the set, and they're like, just throw a piece of fucking plywood on it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> That's like Michael Crichton. Just throw something on there so no one falls in and dies. But I'm, but 
there's a big enough hole or opening where if either one of them tripped, yeah, they're falling in that thing, and they're getting hurt. And I'm I'm watching it. And I'm like, even from a film perspective, where they're in the movie, and it's like they could just fall right there and die. It's like yeah. it was a really big hole in the ground. Now, um, so the question is, how how can uh, how can how can the robots shoot? Do they have the same kind of guns? Every yeah, right now apparently in the novelization they explain it because in the novelization they add a scene where the gunslinger takes off the sensor from his gun oh, okay which doesn't explain it to me because if you can do it that easily then that's not fucking safe no <laughs> right now if and he's obviously shooting bullets because he kills people right so if they're shooting bullets why would the gun have a fucking battery on it that makes no sense. What? None. Yeah. I mean, I guess they couldn't have him run out of bullets. Uh, what the fuck? Shane, Shane, uh, Michael, Michael, Michael. Wait, he's dead, so. God, I, you know, uh, uh, whatever. I, you know, I, I, I looked him up because I was like, he's dead, right? And I was like, yeah, he yeah. died. Uh, the dude was six foot nine. Yeah, no, he was very tall. Just yeah, gigantic I, person. I, I saw one interview and he's like ducking under door frames and stuff. Yeah, the guy was freakishly tall, too <laughs> too tall to live, in my in my opinion. Wow. Oh uh, no, and seriously, anything over six foot five is just uh, inhuman. Sorry, <laughs> inhuman. I, I can't I can't handle it. No, <laughs> people shouldn't be taller than me. I don't like it. You don't like it. Got it. No. No. <laughs> now, see, it's it's like things like that make me realize like. Uh, how bad short people have it. Because well, they got to deal with that shit all the time. I only have to deal with it like on a freak occurrence where, oh, shit, this guy's like 6'7". You know, <laughs> short people are just like, oh, I walk in a room, oh, great, everybody's fucking large. So I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I commiserate, I do. Yeah. Um, so, so, we've already pointed out the flaws in the guns in Westworld, right? Right. Let's talk about medieval land. <laughs> They're throwing around fucking swords and 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 like. Did, the, did the, you notice a bunch of those swords were bent? Oh yeah, it's like, it's like oh, made yeah. out of like aluminum. Yeah, we don't have a budget for a straightener. Just fucking keep filming. <laughs> Are you sure it looks kind of bent? Keep rolling. But it's like, all right. So how are you making sure that uh, one of the guests can't stab another guest or what? what how was that? You can't. It's a minor character. We don't have to worry about that. Uh, we're just going to run them through at the end, so don't worry about it. Uh, Stupid. It makes no, it, no, it made zero sense. And again, that dude was the only character in that storyline. There was like he was the he was like he's the only one on vacation. One guy. That they followed. That they followed. <sighs> I mean. Well, look at this Again, story. there's no budget to follow more people, but he's walking through areas where there's no people. Again, I, I'm basing it off the fact that when they first get off the uh, hover car shuttle uh, and get into the, the carriers that take them to their location, their color-coded uh, trams, I, I, I believe they fitted rough uh, eight people to a tram. Uh, I think 12 people to a tram. Okay. I think it was three people long, and I think it was four rows of seats. And I only Westworld tram going down that tunnel, so I'm deducing that for every visit they only have a 12 guests per 
uh, Delos uh, location. I guess. I mean, at a thousand dollars a day, I mean, the place is making, you know, it's it's basically making half a million dollars every ten days ish. And I'm, and, and I'm sure within the course of ten years, they've really figured out how to do a low cost maintenance on lifelike human robots. <laughs> really, it's even great when they like when they show the triage center and they're like, "Oh yeah, just put a just put a motherboard here and run some wires and then tape the wires to his head." Don't no special effects to show him going in skin. We can't afford that. Nope. Just use clear tape so you can see that they're just taped to the head and not actually inserted or anything. Because because why not? <laughs> there was that one scene where they're they're fixing they the the that's one scientist is walking through okay what's wrong here and yeah. then they just like oh you know i i think blah 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 is happening and it's like oh yeah this one here we might have to cut it open no you need to get clearance for that first you know that right <laughs> so make hey, sure you get clearance it, it's weird how how creighton always wants to drill into the technical like the uh, behind the scenes aspects but he never actually wants to like drill into it into a logical point of view right Right, it's like where are we doing all this complex, uh, like uh, c- computer work and ro- robotics on? Oh, the hallway. Yeah, it's like it doesn't have to be a clean area, you know, like uh, you know, like what you use uh, when you make most electronics, and you it, it's in a one hundred percent clean, free room. They had the hats on. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I keep calling it a triage center because every time they show that room, it's like, oh, this looks like a hospital when the rooms are all full and they just have patients in the aisles. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe we can uh, we can fit the, the whatever st- whatever model motherboard that guy was saying. Well, I don't know if it's going to fit in here. Well, can you push the rest of it up into the cavity and make room? It's like what? It's yeah, like, is that how you do a, that? They're on a tighter budget than the film production. <laughs> yeah. So you're just going to jam it in there and close it up and hope for the best? Is that what you're <laughs> doing? That that's how I do my computer work. You know that. <laughs> Uh, and, and speaking of like the whole background thing with uh, oh yeah, you know, just put things around, uh, and and weapons not making sense. I'm not the only person to point this out, obviously. But my favorite, one of the favorite parts in the end is when Richard Benjamin goes into the robotics room right. and stumbles upon what you'd have in every robotics room is a is a nice um, is a nice flight of acids. Yeah, it's like. Why do we have so much acid in different yeah. kinds? Like, it's like wh- what it's, is? It's not. It's not even. It, I feel like it would have been better if you just stumbled upon a jar that was labeled like acid. But like, no, like, somebody said, you know, it makes more sense if he stumbles upon a, a, a tray of like eight or nine acids and he goes through them and finds the one that's harmful. Because, <sighs> because when you're because when you're doing serious robotics work, you need a vast array of acids. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like, what are they even using it for? I. Apparently they're not using it to douse the robots with it because that shit doesn't work. Nope. No, that's a bad thing. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, tired. Yeah, I mean, it's Oof. it's just it's just. This is one of those films. This is like Rosemary's Baby. Oh, terrible! It's one movie. of those films where where the world just kind of accepted as a classic. But if yeah. you go back and actually look at it, it's like, this is not a classic. No. This is just a piece of shit. It's ter- fucking terrible. You, I mean, if you grew up with it, you can enjoy it. I had some kind of fun watching it. There's some scenes. Again, I like Richard Benjamin and, and James Brolin. I think they were fine. It, the, 
and all the stuff that people talk about, well, it's about, you know, man, the machine of morality and all, all the things that they, they made the, the, the TV show out of in this. Oh, right. It's like, it's like, yeah, you can read into that if you want, but that was not intended. All was intended was that like, robots go muck and kill people. Yeah, that's there was, it. There, there was no, and like, and again, this is why I don't like Jurassic Park. Like, they, it's it's almost like fucking like Dawn of the, like uh, Night of Living Dead bullshit, where they, oh yeah, uh, the morality of bringing a creature into existence and thing, playing God. No, you don't give a fuck about any of that. No. You know, you just don't. watch All Night of, of the Day and the Dawn of the Day. <laughs> just watch that instead. Uh, it, it's it's but yeah, the whole Jurassic Park. It's about the the. the Jurassic Park answers the age-old question: What would happen if we cloned dinosaurs and they started eating us? <laughs> Westworld is the exact same thing, except it's the age-old question of: uh, What if we made robots and they started killing us? Nothing new. Nope. Nothing deep. No real fucking philosophy going on. It's just a shallow patina philosophy to fool you into thinking the film has something more in mind, instead of oh, I'm sorry. And I forgot to follow up with you on the special effects with the POV, robot POV. Oh, yeah. All right. I didn't look up the specific numbers because okay. I got too busy talking about it. Here, here's basically what happened. Creighton says, hey, I want to show POV of the robots like from a digital viewpoint. I don't want to do like a film kind of special effect. I want to do a digital special effect. Now, at this point, they didn't do computer graphic special effects. No. Didn't exist. Everything was like film-based. So he goes around to these companies and said, who can do what I want? So what do you want to do? I want the robot to see a computerized version of the world. And the, the one company says, yeah, we can do it for 100000 He was like, I can't afford that. So he goes to other companies say, yeah, we can do it for like maybe six thirty thousand, forty thousand, 40000 something a bit lower, maybe right. 60000 tops. Uh, he said, all right, I'll go with you. And... It took them a monstrous amount of time. It was like for every two weeks of computer work, they were able to create like three seconds. Wow. And then when you see it on the screen, it's like, oh, a digitized 8-bit. Okay. And so the, the problem I have with it is he's given credit for, oh, Michael Creighton made the first film to ever have CGI special effects. <laughs> when, when what it should be is, he's the first director to demand CGI special effects for something that didn't need it because it doesn't fucking mean anything in the first place. It is a cheap ass dumb effect and they could have done it just as well if they even animated the fucking thing. Cause it's stupid. Yeah. yeah very stupid. And, and, and the thing is when you're, when you're seeing it from the robots point of view, uh -huh. you don't, I, I don't know. I guess they're trying to say that it can decipher better what we're seeing on screen and it can actually see and decipher it better. But if you're basing, basing that on the viewer of what they're seeing, you're not seeing anything. See, it's just a big pile of mush. And this, and this explains why he has no clue what's, how science works at all. No. Because a science-based filmmaker could have easily deduced after going to the first and second special effects companies that, hey, you know what? This would be easier to do just in, in film-based special effects. Yeah, well, if they just did an and overlay cheaper. of what and he cheaper. was seeing and had like you know like a like a HUD system where it had like numbers you know scrolling or moving up and down and maybe a crosshair or anything like that, like a scope of some kind would have worked better than what but, they ended up doing. Well, yeah, with film, but in a film film base, not CGI. Correct. 
So, so basically, you have this non-scientific background guy making a sci-fi film, and he goes to actual science people, computer people, and says, "Hey, I want to do this," and they're like, "Yeah, we can't do that, uh, and if we do do it, it's going to be monstrously ex- expensive." And he's like, "Well, uh, I don't know why. Why do it?" <laughs> I got one point two million, dude. For that money, he could have bought her. He could have paid a real screenwriter. Ooh, ouch! Yeah. Burn. As my son say. Burn! <laughs> Speaking of burns... Burns. Um, so, uh... Excellent. I don't know if I have much else to add to this. Uh, no. Obviously, the Westworld sequel that made for TV, Future World, was much worse than this. Yeah, it came out three years later. And then there was a short-lived TV show that was like eight episodes, I think. I can't even find a copy of that. There's oh, no- I, I, never even, even, I didn't even know they did a TV show other than the one they're doing now. Me neither. And apparently nostalgia only runs so far with the Crichton audience because no one's bothered to f- fucking dig this shit up. Wow. So I couldn't find it. Um, and we know they rebooted it eventually for Westworld. And oh, and the thing with the book, I wanted to, I mentioned it, but I got sidetracked. I wanted to get the novelization to read it because I found out they changed some things. I was like, I'm curious. Is it an improvement on the film? It's not available on Kindle. Oh, really? Yeah. Is it available all, anywhere? All Crichton shit is like fucking 1080 printings. Westworld, you have to buy the original paperback that came out. So I didn't feel like shelling out 80 bucks for a paperback. What the fuck? Yeah. So that's not available on Kindle. That's dumb. Yeah, and I I didn't and I didn't have time to do a library search. And honestly, I doubt a library's got a copy of fucking vintage Westworld. If they did, somebody stole it already. I can find out for you. Uh, don't bother. I'm I'm annoyed by the whole thing. Don't do, if you find it, it's gonna piss me off. So please don't. Well, I'm, now I gotta look. <laughs> now you have to look. All right. Of course I gotta look. Well, why are you Why are you doing that? I'm gonna get an IMDb and we can check out what their score is. Because you said you had something to talk about about the IMDb score of uh, Westworld. Well, I don't have anything to talk about. I know we're going to talk about it because oh, uh, you always you do the demographics. Yeah. Well, no, I'm basically gonna get out uh, how high the score is. Essentially, seven. seven. That's very seven. high. Fuck that. No, no, no. That will not do. <laughs> what do you think? Oh, this? It's yeah. a five at best. I would definitely not go any lower than five. Yeah, no, this, um, is, this is a solid five. It's it's very average. It It's very formulaic. It's extremely formulaic. Uh, did I mention that the, the entire third act is just a chase sequence? Yep. Yeah. Well, you didn't that. mention it, but I... I, I Oh, I know. Oh, oh. I know. Oh, also, let's not forget, too, that during that entire barroom sequence, they showed robots over and over again drinking al- alcohol. Right. But then when he finds the woman in the uh, medieval land and he tra- feeds her water and she short circuits because she's a robot. No, it makes no fucking sense. Now, what, what's, what's going on there, Michael? As the scientist said, we don't even know how these things work. <laughs> Machines <sighs> are making these things. And this is why Looker is my favorite Michael Creighton film. She's a looker. Oh, oh, dude. So like, there's like three slow motion sequences, like three, four. At least that many. Like I think four altogether. And if if you think his action sequences get better, I fast forward in my mind to Looker and the action sequence in the labs. Right. With Albert Finney, where he's punching him and he's like flying through the glass window. Oh. <laughs> 
it's just terrible. <laughs> I, I have to go back and watch Run Runaways to see if that has better action sequences. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't think. Uh, well, isn't there a whole scene like at the end of the movie that's in slow motion, like 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 right before credits roll? In Looker? No, in Runaway. I don't recall. Like Tom I Selleck, think... I think he's kissing the girl while it's raining, like sparks or something on right. them, and it's in complete slow motion. That's not right, but I, I don't think he actually throws a punch at anybody in the film. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's all little robots and subterfuge. Yeah, well, actually, in Runaway, there's a lot of scenes that are sped up because the robots are supposed to be moving fast and yeah, it's supposed to create, create tension. But I'm pretty sure the end of that movie has Tom Selleck kissing the girl with either rain or sparks or something raining down on them in slow motion. Uh, you know, the most credit I'll give Michael Crichton is for being one of the few people to actually make a boring time travel film. Oh right! Did he did uh, did he write and direct that too? It's based on his novel. Paul I, Walker I, I, was in that, right? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, I believe he starred in that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I've got IMDb up right now. I so have I it up right now too. Well, oh, look, what did you find out about um, Westworld the novel? Timeline. Time. There was a video game timeline. Jesus. He just no. He just wrote the novel. He didn't write. He didn't do anything with the book okay. with the movie. Uh, Richard Donner directed. Uh, Michael Creighton was Richard credited with the novel. Donner. Uh, but Jeff McGuire wrote the screenplay with, with somebody else. Um, Jeff McGuire, eh, nothing really there. Do you want to do the demographics in the, in the, in the uh, IMDb? or? Oh, yeah. Let me go back and do that. That's due to do. And you asked me if I found out anything with what? Westworld novel in the libraries. I thought you were looking. Oh it up. yeah, no, they don't have it. And that, that's you, that's eighty. Vintage, that's eighty three buildings. They don't have it. Vintage paperback. The lowest price was like fifty to eighty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty crazy. Because uh, you would think that they would have a, even just an old copy lying around, but I guess if it's worth money or it's out of print, they yeah. might just put that in. Um, See. They might just put it in uh, storage. This this is one of those films where the demographics are so skewed because everybody's just been brainwashed to consider it a classic. Yeah, no, I, I so, see that. I see that with the um... across the board. Uh, it's the, the the ratings go from six point eight to seven point three averages. There's no skew in any demographic for this film. It's all it's all between six point eight and seven point three. Uh, Vast majority of the ratings are seven stars. Uh, you've only got a handful out of everything for anything below a, below a, a five. It's 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 pathetic. Pathetic. It, but again, it's like no one's really watching this film anymore. No one cares. No. And, and but every now and it comes back. Rest Oh yeah, that was a good film. We rate that. <laughs> no, it wasn't. What a shitty movie. Now may I do the honors of explaining the new system since it was my idea? Of course. All right, so um, we're doing a new format of the show. The previous format is that uh, I would challenge Joey to a movie and with, the, right. with the intentions of hurting him. And then afterwards, he would challenge me. And I'm not going back to the previous, uh, like what we did in the past, but this is the previous incarnation of our structure. Right. And the challenges had to be linked in some way that we chose, either by an actor or director 
or theme music, uh, a it certain could, aspect. It could be anything. Film. If it made anything. you think of another film, that counted. Exactly. It, as long as there was a link between the two. As right. tenuous as it was, that would work. So um, since I'm working on the movie Sectastic book now, which I'm um, hoping to have completed by before the end of the year, I've got myself on a tight schedule on this. I'm finally fucking forcing this fucking one out. Um, and I get to contribute, which is nice. Obviously, you're, you you've already contributed on all of these. Don't don't. It's I, not even. I know. I know. But um. So what's happening is. Uh, but I couldn't ask for a better editor. Let's put it that way. Or I don't know who you're talking about. You talking about you. You've been better writer. You mean me? But I mean, I'll... well, no. If I write something for the book, I'm gonna. I'm. I trust you to edit it. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. Okay. <laughs> no. Wow. Uh, so. so and the the structure of the book, I'm trying to want to go to a variety of films, and the best idea I have is I want to try to focus on one film for a year. So what we're starting to do with the show, as of the 300th episode, is that uh, we're only going to be reviewing films that were released in our lifetime. Now, since I'm a few years older than Joey, uh, there's a little bit of overlap. So we're going to start at 1973, which is Westworld. That's right. So the only criteria for our challenge is that, and also this is also a matter of cleaning house, because every now and then we'll talk about a film and go, oh, we should have reviewed that. Oh, we should review that. We never do. So fuck it. We're cleaning house. So we're moving from 73 forward. Right. And the only criteria is the other person has to challenge a film from either 70 from that year, or if they feel that yet that year has been exhausted and there's no more films worthy of reviewing as far as being bad. Um, and I think it's, I think it has to be criteria. Let's not review any good films from these years. Let's stick to bad films. Oh, of course. I mean, well, that's our show. I mean, okay. it would be silly to do anything otherwise. Well, every now and then we, we review a film that we like or is good. Yeah. But I'm just saying, for this, for for the sake of the book uh, series coming out and everything else, so we started with 1973. I have uh, challenged Joey the Westworld. We have watched Westworld. Joey has two options. He can look through 1973 and say, hey, here's another film that we should have reviewed. Let's review that. Right. If there's nothing else in that year, he says, okay, that year is officially done. He can officially close the book on it. I have no say in the matter. And we move on to the next year. That is correct. That is so correct. So right now, we've just finished Westworld 1973, the year I was born. Uh, what? When did Westworld come out? You said January? It came out January of, of 1973. But then the um, the wiki page says it came out November of 1973. But I, I'm getting that it came out in January of 73 from my favorite website, The Numbers. Which That is, might have been a premiere event. Well, it did have a roadhouse. Like, I'm looking at it here. Um, here are the... According to, to IMDb... The three United States releases were August 73, which is the Roadhouse opening, October 1973, which is the Los Angeles, California premiere, and then the, the November 1973, which is the New York City premiere. Now, I would the, go by that. The numbers is saying that this movie came out January of... It says January 1st. There's a whole bunch of films that say January 1st, 1973. I got a feeling that's just based on where they're getting their information from. Maybe. And just pu putting it the first of the year. Yeah, I would go with IMDb on that one. 
Uh, so, that's good because that means that was that this film actually came out after I was born, so there's no awkwardness there. We're, well, we're sticking closer to my idea of films within our lifetime. Well, that's good. Uh, so yeah. Um, well, my challenge to you. Yes. Stays in 1973. I had a feeling. Seventy. There's still a couple of films. <laughs> there's in plenty of bad films in se- in 73. I looked at 74. A lot less bad films in 74. At least I thought so when I looked at the list. The film that I'm challenging 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 you to comes out before yeah your birthday. So damn. Oh okay. All right. I'm okay with that. That's fine. That's good. Um, we'll round down. We're just we're staying within the year right now. Yes. Okay. Um, and there's plenty of movies you could still challenge me to in 1973. So after my challenge to you, if you want to stay there, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's put it that way. Uh-huh. All right. So it came out February 1973. Give me a hint. Um, it deals with athletics. Oh, athletics. I can give mm. you. I can give you uh, an actor. Give me an actor. Tim Conway. Oh, shit. Disney film? Disney movie. You're doing that? That's weird. Okay. Huh. Why You're taking it, that route. Why is it weird? I don't know. Because, again, like like kids films and comedies, I always feel like it's harder to I review. wouldn't say this is a kids film. I mean, I enjoyed it as a kid. But so I, as an adult, I've, I've seen it as an adult, and it's pretty fucking awful. Now, are we talking about the world's greatest athlete? We are talking about the world's greatest athlete. I saw that as a child on, like, the Disney Channel. Yeah. Or even, no, before the Disney Channel. Um, back in the early, in the either late 70s or early 80s, Disney would actually show primetime movies. Right. It was, yeah. like, the, it was like the Disney. It was all uh, like on ABC, which is, they own ABC. So that's yeah. where we what's realistically his, saw that stuff. What's his face? The asshole that ran Disney at the time would come out and actually introduce the movies. Oh, not Eisner. Yeah, Eisner. Yeah, Eisner? Eisner? Yeah. I, I, I'm pretty sure. Bill, uh, Bill Eichner? No, Eisner. Bill Eisner. Let me see if I recognize him by his face. Yeah, that's him. He was always bald. He would come out. <laughs> he would. He would come out. He would introduce the film. He'd say, oh, on, the, on Disney Presents tonight, or whatever it was called. And they would show Disney films. And I saw a lot of Disney films uh, that were released earlier from that thing. And this is before Disney, this is before cable and all that shit. So, right. yeah, I remember before cable watching the world's greatest uh, athlete. And then I remember seeing it again on the Disney Channel later. Yeah. And uh, you... I generally, when I when I came up with this decision, oh, because oh, I was thinking oh, of another film on, and I decided on, against it. Yeah. Hang on, hang on. That's Jan Michael Vincent, isn't it? Yes, it is. And he just <laughs> he just died. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the death part. <laughs> All I remember from that film, honestly, dead serious, yeah. is that there's a scene where Tim Conway is in a woman's purse. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's all I remember. It's all I need to remember. As a kid, one of the scenes that I remember the most is when John Amos goes to, when he goes to Africa to find this athlete, and Jan Michael Vincent is racing a cheetah and winning. Because <laughs> cheetahs famously can go upwards of 70 miles an hour. 
and Jan Michael Vincent is like blowing past this cheetah, and it's horrible. Don't you love it? It's Don't just you love it? blue screen, like it or green screen. No, blue screen is what they used back then. Where he's superimposed over the video, it's just really bad. Don't you love it when when uh, when sports uh, agents go to Africa to try to find a, a, an athlete and they find a white guy? <laughs> that was the it? other thing. I'm like John Amos goes to Africa and comes back with a white guy. <laughs> so you sure you got on the right plane? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean the, the 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 I mean it's kid friendly, but I, I kids right, film. Know what? Yeah, I saw it as a kid, but if I showed my kids this movie, they would just walk out of the room. They would hate it. I, I, I'm all for this. I really like the idea. Again, the more I think about it, early Disney films have a lot to explain for. They're really fucking bad. Re- yeah, so I, I'm actually I'm embracing this challenge, and Good. I'm glad you challenged it. Good. I might, I might even have it already. <laughs> the, oh. <laughs> Hold on. I... There is a good chance. I'm gonna check right now. I know I I know I don't have it. I have to go. Get I, it. I, there's like a 75 to 80 percent chance that I already have a copy of this film. Oh boy. Uh, hold on. Has it ever been released to uh, Blu-ray? Or are we talking DVD? Shit. I do not have it. Oh, you know, I didn't even check to see if this is is something we could get. I. Right, we'll, oh yeah, it's available. Is it? Okay. Yeah, you can get it. It's DVD, but it's available. I I I could have sworn I did have it, but I apparently I don't. So, damn. And I, I'm actually slowly trying to get some of these shitty Disney films that I grew up with, including like the 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 Herbie ones and uh, oh right, the Million Dollar the Love Duck. Bug. Um, what was know, it? Million Dollar Million Dollar Duck. Oh yeah. The Duck Lays the Golden Eggs. I remember I, I actually got in trouble and got punished uh, while that was on, and I was not allowed to see the second half of it because I had done something bad. Oh, you were a bad boy. I was a bad boy, and yeah. I, I was sent to my room, and I deserved it. I I'll bet admit you, that. I bet you did. Well, what's on tap tonight? What you drinking? Oh, it's uh, uh, my daughter picked it out. It's a bone, bone cracker bourbon. Okay. Any good? Smooth uh, or? 54%. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's got a kick to it. Yeah, right here. Oh yeah, <laughs> it burns. I it like burns. It. You like it? Bone snapper. Sorry, bone, bone snapper. snapper. Yeah, yeah. I she, she went with this liquor store and she's like pointing things out. We say you should get that. You should get that. Like Lilith, that's thirty four percent alcohol. That's not no <laughs> that's, no. That's no good. Anything anything under forty five, just ignore. Please. <laughs> I'm a busy guy. I don't have time for thirty four percent. That's right. It won't uh, have its intended impact. I, I want to share a, a very brief uh, social media story. Okay. It's film related. Oh, okay. Uh, it's been a long time since I've actually been active on like Facebook and things like that. Uh, yeah, I don't really on. do that shit anymore. I'm starting to do a little bit. I'm, I'm trying to go on like maybe like 15 minutes a day and just like check in with some people I know because I've got a lot of old friends on well, there. You, you know, know what? what well, you know. I go on and I look around, but then I find myself, and I'll just say this uh, and let you continue your story. I'll find myself, I'll get like worked up about something, right? Uh, or something happens. That's, that's and, me on Twitter. Well, yeah, something happens and I and I go on there and I start to actually type it. And then I just delete it and go, you know, I don't fucking care. I just, I swear to God, it's just, I, I've written the entire thing. Yeah. I've proofread it. 
so I don't look like a moron. And I was like, it's like I could post this, but you know what? I've already lost interest. That, that that's why I've engineered my Facebook where it's just people I agree with. Twitter's where I get in fights and stuff. Yeah. Facebook's where I just go to have fun. So ironically, I go into Facebook for like the first time in a while uh-huh. and I belong to some of these film groups because someone else recommended to them. So I go in there, but I don't really do anything. And I don't normally do this stuff, but someone had uh, had put one of those posts where they say, list something. Oh. So they said, uh, list the name of a film that many people were uh, traumatized by, but that when you watch, this, this is a horror film group, by the okay. way. They said, list a film that you were, that many everybody else was traumatized by, but when you watched it, you weren't phased at all. So I pushed Schindler's List. <laughs> oh. Didn't that, go over well. But that didn't go over well, yeah. No. You would have had less of a reaction if you put a Serbian film. <laughs> I was affected by Serbian film. I thought it, Holly was the one who was like, meh. So, yeah, all right, all right. Calm down. Yeah. And, and drink it in a bit. Newborn a porn? Freaking, really? Yeah. That, that, really? Newborn porn? Yeah. Stop. All right. Stop it now. Stop trying to impress me, dear. You know, you've already won me over. <laughs> but uh, it was the first thing that came to mind. It was like, yeah. And, and no one tra- challenged me on it, but I got a lot of frowny faces. I was like, all right, tell me why I'm wrong, and then we'll have a discussion. But otherwise, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Schindler's List. And it's, and, and in, uh, in other news... Did you know that? Uh, so you, you know that Diz- DC decided to start their own streaming channel. Yes, I, I I've seen the first episode for Swamp Thing. Guess what? What? They canceled it. I'm sorry. What? They already canceled it. It was in. It was. It was online today. Already canceled. How many episodes have they filmed? Is it no just idea. the pilot? It can't be. It, it. I thought they did an entire season. All I know is they just they already said. Yep, it's canceled. What the fuck? Did you watch the first episode yet? Not yet. I was waiting for the weekend. It's not a cancelable episode. It's like you don't watch that episode and go, this shit get, this shit get canceled. Apparently they just canceled it. Fucking, can DC do anything else to shoot themselves in the fucking foot? What the shit, man? I'm still, I'm still reeling from the fact that Disney bought Marvel and then pulled all the Marvel superhero shows off of Netflix. And anywhere like else. Or... Yeah, really, everywhere. Yeah, like Netflix had like four of them, right? Netflix Minimum. had, uh, yeah, it had um, It yeah. had the Punisher. It had um, the the, the Luke Cage, uh, the Iron Our Fist, Fist Iron, Iron Fist, Iron Fist, Iron Fist, and the Defenders, which is like Punisher, Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Like it's kind of like an Avengers right. type of. And show? Jessica Jones was Jessica Jones, so that's five. Yeah, so they yanked them all. Right? Yeah. So DC so DC's like, hey, hey, we have to get on this TV thing. It's like and 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 Disney just pulled all of these superhero shows off of Netflix. Now there's a huge huge vacuum in Netflix for these shows that everybody wanted to see. What should we do? And some genius at DC said, Hey, I know. Let's start our own streaming service. Yeah. And and it's like 10 or 15 dollars a month and it's like no for what oh oh you can read free comic books too i can do that at the comic store what the fuck <sighs> yeah talk, just talk about just like the wrong fuck and i was getting all hopeful because the joker trailer looks awesome yeah 
And they're actually doing a Suicide Squad 2, which I'm all for. Well, James Gunn is doing and, it. Yeah, so better. And he has so, to do that. He's contractually obliged to do that before Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So, because they rehired him back for Guardians. And he, oh, I didn't hear that. He, he's back for Guardians 3. But he has really? to, yes, but he has to do Suicide Squad. It's called the Suicide Squad. He's got to do uh -huh. that first, writing and directing, which what I believe. Oh, Disney is basically like we forgive you. We we see that you're you know you you're you're trying to be a better person, and we have faith in in the way you make movies, and we are giving you a second chance. Because so from a political standpoint and a business standpoint. Oh. I could already tell that it's like, listen, we have to fire him. We could let it blow over, and if he behaves himself, it, it, you know, and apologizes, we can hire him back later. We just won't wait. hire. We just won't hire anyone to do the Guardians film. We'll just wait. But I guess they did not count on Warner Brothers going. Yeah, we don't fucking care what you tweeted about. Save Suicide Squad, please. <laughs> Because then they signed him to write and direct Suicide Squad, which they're ready to start filming. And when he's done with that, he can get to work on Guardians 3. I cannot wait until he's he's at a point in his career where he doesn't give a shit anymore. And he just like tears fucking Disney a new one. Yeah. And I've, I've seen I've seen like interviews with him when he was filming Slither. Right. He'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Once he gets to the point where he's tired of making films, he'll do it. Yeah. Oh, but I'm yeah, he's yeah he's great, and so he's doing the Suicide Squad. They're calling it that, and they're doing a Birds of Prey film, which is, um, I believe it's called Birds of Prey. Let me I'll look it up super quick. But Who's it that? it's um. Hey, hey, talk about that real quick. I got I got to let a stupid cat into the mail. Okay. I'm just going to find out and make sure that's the title of it. Yeah, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Uh, where that is going to be mostly an all-girl cast. Where it's going to be Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Oh, Scott's back. So, so, so basically, the film is called Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So it's a it's a it's a buddy movie, or it's kind of like a, a Justice League type film with all these uh, female uh, like superheroes. So you have Margot nice. Robbie as Harley Quinn, Mary Elizabeth Winstead as Huntress, Ewan McGregor is playing Black Mask, uh, Janice Smollett Bell is playing Black Canary. Black Mask from like the uh, um, the DC uh, what was it called that 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 alternate universe they had Black Mask. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. That's interesting. I liked the Black Mask. I remember reading that. Uh, so, what was it called? It was uh, the Impact, Impact Universe. That's right. And Holy shit. Um, I liked it. Black Mask was an interesting concept, and you can, you can run a bunch of different directions with that. Oh, you know, yeah. McGregor's playing him? He's playing Black Mask, yeah. Nice. Oh, I'm, I'm in. I'm then, in. You, then you've got uh, uh, Grease, uh, Gracie Santo as scantily clad Crystal. Ellie Watson as Roller Derby. Oh, she's just an extra. Never mind. But those those are the main characters, and it's uh, Birds of Prey, and um, it looks like there's a 20 second clip for that. Oh, I think I think that was an actual comic books uh, line. 
Wait, did this... It's a 20 second clip. Here. Let's pull this over here. Yeah, it was a comic book series. Yeah, I thought it, I thought it sounded familiar. It was uh, in 2002. No, it was not 2002. It's interesting. Uh, what was the original one? 96. 96. That's why I recognize it. That was that was my comic book days. Hmm. That was an interesting clip where it just says "See you soon." Yeah, the, the uh, Gord, uh, Commissioner Gordon's uh, crippled daughter's in it too. Oh, okay. Now, in a comic book, she was. Yeah. If, if I go over to Box Office Mojo, I believe it has a release date. I think it's tentative, but I think they have one. All right. Uh, speaking of new trailers that have come out recently. Yeah. Why are you looking that up? Have you seen the the trailer for the new Rambo film? Yeah, I have. Last Blood. Oh, fucking It looks so bad that it could be great. The last one was so good, though. It was done 11 years ago, though. It was so good. Was that 11 years ago? It came out in 08, yeah. 11? No. Yeah, dude, it came out in 08. Maybe it even came out in 06, but I'm pretty sure it came out in 08. God, I'm so fucking old. <laughs> Ten years has passed since that. That was so good, though. They wrapped it all up nicely. It was violent as shit. He went. Oh yeah, there, there's a sh there's a scene in there where he's using that that uh, that cannon gun, duh, 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 and there's like chunks of people hanging off of it. Oh, when I first saw that scene, I like when he first turns it around and the people in the jeep, yeah, and explodes them like blood sausages. I rewound that five times. I'm like, <laughs> fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> well, I well, I brought I brought the work print to your house, which yeah. was the extended cut. You have to get the extended cut to see what we saw in that work print. Oh. Because Believe the theatrical, the theatrical, right? The theatrical cut is way tamer. I will not watch the theatrical cut. No, There's no need to. But but everything about it was right. Like just like where, where they had the character at that point, uh, the whole thing with the the uh, the like doctors across borders bullshit and like everything. That movie was just spot on, and then and it's like oh. I know, let's wrap it up with a drug cartel attacking him on his farm. <laughs> what? <laughs> and and Rambo might be winning the fight against the drug cartel. I apologize, but Sylvester Stallone is losing the fight against whatever he did to his face. Oh, serious Botox going on. What? It, it's just like everything's shifting. And it's just like, yeah, all it, it, old age has caught up to all of his... his uh, uh, plastic surgery yep. and said fuck this noise and just started he he looked better when he was pretending to be a boxer <laughs> really I the just, uh the birds of prey film comes out february of 2020 so it is not that far away you, you know what we're talking it, like eight it, months all it took was wonder woman to be successful for them to say hey let's start doing female superheroes oh yeah Oh yeah, it's all it took, and I didn't even like Wonder Woman. <laughs> I I know you didn't. I I don't hate it. I just thought it was a boring film. I just thought it was a it was like a a remake of Captain America. The same steps were there. Nothing new. Well, that's interesting. The the new Godzilla it. film, King of the Monsters, is out. Well, hang on, hang on. Yeah. Let them let them fight. <laughs> uh, it's getting pretty good reviews. 
And I'm look I, because I looked ahead to where Birds of Prey is being released. Godzilla vs Kong comes out March 2020. Nice. So they are doing it. You saw you saw um, uh, Skull Island, right? Yes. Oh yeah. At the, in the end, I watched sequence? the end credit. Yes, I did. Right, where the and they show them like like all the Godzilla and Mothra and stuff, and, yep. they, and they set up like a whole like their own universe, the of monsters universe. Monsters. Yeah, I, I've been telling people that because every uh, like the person at work actually liked that one, and I was like, yeah, well, this is it's tied in with Godzilla already because of uh, a cutscene at the end. Yeah, it's like what cutscene? So you didn't see the cutscene? You got to go back and rewatch that. They set up a whole fucking universe. It's great. Yeah, and I was worried that they weren't going to do it. I didn't. I, I've honestly ignored. I've ignored everything about this Godzilla film because I'm, I'm done with the Godzilla stuff. Yeah. But, but, I, it, just, it makes. It, I get a warm feeling inside knowing that they're following through with that. Now, is is um, Loki going to be in this one or the next one or? Um, I'm assuming. Uh, John Hiddleston. John, it's something Hiddleston. Yeah, it's called, uh, it, I pronounce it Loki. Loki. Uh, I, I assume he if he he might he's he might be in that Go, uh, Godzilla vs Kong film because be nice. he's in that end credit scene to set it up. So, and Brie Larson might be in it as well. See, there is some hope. So I'm looking ahead, and I know we're we're going over with just you know fluff right now, but April 2020 because Marvel is pretty much. They're working on phase three because they did this 22 movie, oh. you know, uh, tie in to Endgame. I, so all, it, I, all I know is I heard that Angelina Jolie is going to be in a Marvel film. I was like, I don't give fucking care anymore. Oh, <laughs> well, I'm, it just says untitled DC film, April 2020. How could they not know what's coming out there? It's it's less than a year away. They probably don't want to say anything or they don't have a title yet. I mean, but oh, did you hear that? Um, um, Robert Pattinson probably is going to play Batman. And who's that again? Twilight. Ah. Uh, now, I will say this. Ah. Uh, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is writing and directing the Batman. Okay. And last I heard was Robert Pattinson was very close to signing on the dotted line to become Batman. Now, I looked up his age, uh, not that that really matters, but he's like 34 years old. I looked up his height, and I'm like, is this guy even tall enough to be Batman? And a, he's six foot one, so he is tall. Um, and they might jack him up like they do with a lot of these superhero films. I don't like this guy. You know, I don't like... I, my no, first impression... Uh, Matt Reeves. Oh, you don't like Matt Reeves? My first impression of Robert Pattinson was like, nah, I'm not into it. But I like Matt Reeves. I think those Planet of the Apes films were really fucking good. Is Matt Reeves writing this or just directing it? He's writing and directing. All right. If you look at his writing credits, War for the Planet of the Apes, don't give a shit. Under Siege 2. That's like so long ago. Though. Yeah. The pl- All right. How about how about the remake, the American remake of Let the Right One In? He did that? Yeah. And he fucked that up. No, the, the no, American that would that the, the American version wasn't as good as the original. I'll, there's no way, but I don't think I don't. No, I don't think he fucked it up. He fucked the ending. He fucked up the best parts of that film. He well, fucked that up. Well, 
not for I, I don't know if he if he like sought out to say I want to make a remake of this. I'm wondering if it was just a job. There's no such you're a writer. There's no such thing as just a job. Well, here's the thing. I, I mean, I'm looking at what he's done recently, and what he's done recently is excellent, in my opinion. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I have faith, because I need to see more Batman. All right. And the fact that Ben Affleck is not doing it anymore and people gave him shit about it and he was actually a pretty fucking good Batman disappoints me. Yeah. But he did his three films with Batman. Um, Was it three? Uh, Justice League. Batman vs. Superman and Justice League. Wasn't there a third one? He made a cameo in Suicide Squad. That counts. Mm-hmm. Um, Untitled Marvel movie, May 2020. So, I'm, I'm reading this. Oh. Uh, Le- Legally Blonde Reeves, 3, because they're, they're doing that. Reeves he, is claiming that the film is not a prequel. But he's got a younger guy doing it, and the, the reports claim that the Bruce Wayne uh, character is still trying to find his footing on his way to becoming a genius detective. That, to me, sounds like a prequel. Well, what I think they're, from what I read, I think they're focusing more on the detective aspect of Batman um, th- than uh, than anything else. They're they're gonna go more heavy into that. So I, I, it doesn't have to be a prequel if that's what they're doing. Oh, they're gonna fuck it up. I don't feel good about this. New Ghostbusters film, July of twenty twenty. Who's in that? Probably. Everyone but Harold Ramis, unfortunately. Oh, but that's right. They go in the original cast again, right? I think they're going original cast, but they might. Well, here's the thing. What they were going to do originally was, and this is years ago. This is when Chris Farley was still alive. They were going to make a Ghostbusters 3. They were going to have the original cast. And what they were going to do was they're going to get, like, recruits. And they were going to hand it off to these the the new ghostbusters recruits and then of course moving forward making films they were going to have uh you know cameos or even parts for the original cast as well and it was like chris farley was supposed to be in it and they were they were going to have a couple of saturday night alumni you know to to hand off the torch kind of deal and i think that's what they're planning to do with this are they ignoring the previous Ghostbusters film? You mean one and two? No, I mean the, with the chicks. Oh, probably. No, you can't do that. Why? You can't reboot it after a reboot. Yeah, you can. No, I'm done with this shit. I, I, you I, may I be so done with it, but they don't. They're not. They're not answering to you. Hey, can everybody get on the same page and just fucking stick with it and just like try to make some kind of cohesive sense? Instead of making five versions of the same fucking film, they're not going to do that. I, I I can't take it anymore, Joey. <laughs> they're not going to do that. I can't take it anymore. Uh, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Here, it hurts. Here on the inside. August of 2020, Bill and Ted face uh, the music. I'm wait. I'm looking forward to that. Still learning how to play guitar. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Uh gotta see John Wick three. I haven't seen I, it yet. I, re- I just rewatched the first one twice. 
Oh, yeah? My parents came down. My mother was like, I, I, I want to see it, so let's watch it. And then Jack came down. He's like, I want to see that, so let's watch it. I've, I've seen the first John Wick like five times now, and I've so only seen the good. Sequ- I've, I've only seen the sequel once. So I got to go back and watch it again. I've seen the sequel. I've seen the first one multiple times because whether we've watched it uh, off of our Plex or it's been on cable, I've probably seen the first one like you three, four, five times, and I've actually seen the second one at, twice. I think uh, the only thing I remember from John Wick Two is how it ends. Oh yeah, I have, to, I have to go back and watch it again. Really good ending. <sighs> anyway, all right, anyway. We, we we're just babbling at this point, so. Well, as usual, yeah. As well, we have we've been we've been away a while. <laughs> and but we're back, baby. But we're back, baby. All right, let's go ahead and end this. Oh, sorry. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm gonna do my spiel because in the our hiatus, you know, we never did redid that either. <laughs> Uh, as always, thank you everyone for joining us for yet another episode of Movie Sucktastic, our 300th episode. Very much appreciated. Uh, you can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com, which I have to redo now. Um, you know, we only got like two years out of it before I had to redo it. I need to future-proof this big time on the next uh, rendition of the site. Um, you can listen to the show there, download the show there. You can, you know, you could just chill out there if you want. You can go to iTunes and you can download the show and you can listen to it there as well. Although I just heard something today that Apple is getting rid of iTunes. So it's going to like a subscription service. So I have no idea how that's going to affect the podcast. I'm assuming we will still be listed on the streaming service, yet we don't get paid for that because our content's on there. Like I I don't know. People are paying for it and they can download our show. I I don't know how that's going to work. So it's like it's a streaming service, or is it going to be, they're going to have something, I don't know. But I know that uh, most of our downloads and hits come from iTunes, and it's now going to go away. So I have no idea how that's going to affect podcasts. Anyway, uh, you can leave us uh, email. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail, and that's 908-514-4470. 908-514-4470. Can't believe I remember that after such a long hiatus. Um, and you can go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. You can also go to our Tumblr page. It's moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. And uh, you can download the free Android app, which has been updated, but uh, we haven't done anything with it yet. But... Well, it's all starting up now. Yeah. So stay so, tuned because it's all going to yeah, start working better. That's right. And um, that about does it for me. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? I was unprepared for that. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It's I'm, been a while. I'm, I'm out of practice. That's okay. Hey, yeah. let me let me try something. Okay. You talk too much. <laughs> What'd you say, boy? Wants his mama. (laughs) All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.